Hi, my name is Jana Puisha and I'm a certified life coach, trainer and L&D and human resources professional and very much a self-development enthusiast. This podcast is about our ever-changing life because it's never just a simple straight line. It doesn't always have those predictable patterns and turns. Everything around us is a collection of repeating and evolving cycles. So this podcast attempts to explore the nuance of life. In this podcast, I will be sharing personal thoughts and stories based on my self-exploration, but also inspired by work as a life coach. Hi everyone, welcome to Cycles of Life podcast. And today we are talking about self-doubt, because let's be honest, everyone doubts themselves. Anything that we do, anything new that we do, we tend to doubt ourselves and everyone does that. No one is exempt. It's one of the probably most unnatural processes in our life actually because anytime we start something new there's a level of self-doubt and it's actually quite important because it plays a role. So self-doubt is normally there to protect us from bad things happening and our brain is stopping us from acting because we might get hurt and that's the key. So you might have heard of the master coach called Sass Petherick. She's fantastic. So she calls self-doubt our protector because it's there to protect us. It's actually a very basic and a very primal self-preservation mechanism that has kept us alive for thousands of years. You might have heard that we actually have different types of brain, different kind of areas of the brain inside of us. So amygdala is one of them uh, and it's sometimes called our lizard, lizard brain or our primal brain and it's the main the main job of amygdala is to keep us alive really so it's a four different ways that it works in one is to freeze then it's to flight to fight or to fawn which is a bit lesser known one so you might have heard three of them before so yeah the freeze when you panic and your brain just stops working completely you just go into a blank state you can think you can move you don't really know what's happening the flight is obviously when you try to run away. Um, if it's happening maybe in a conversation, that's when we try to change a subject. That's when we're completely kind of ignoring what has just happened, trying to move into a different direction. Fight, quite an obvious one, obviously. Trying to attack instead. And also if it's happening kind of in a conversation, a bit of a confrontation, that's when people go into the kind of you're wrong and right mode. And the final one is actually the one that I haven't heard a lot spoken about it's the phone so it's that surface level engagement it's when agree with the aggressor or the person that we're scared of trying to make ourselves yeah agreeable in a way to make this horrible situation to just go away so we all kind of fall into one or another it will depend on the situation as well and what is important to kind of acknowledge here as well that none of them is better than the other they all up absolutely fine and they're all very very natural it's not better to be in a fight mode instead of freeze mode or in a flight mode instead of fight it doesn't matter they all have a purpose to serve but it's important to recognize how you react and especially it's important to recognize when that happens so you know what is happening so you don't just berate yourself by thinking oh my god why have i done this because it's normal and it's a very human reaction. But as I said, the truth is that anytime we do something new, it will be scary. And again, it's so normal. I mean, watching this podcast was scary. Starting a blog was scary. Talking on Instagram stories was scary. I definitely had a lot of self-doubt around it. But it's important to recognise that. 
And also how scared we feel will depend on our past experiences and what kind of person we are, of course. So it's the nurture and nature. But again, it's our past experiences often lead us into different ways. So once you do something that is scary, for example, once I've recorded a first episode, second one wasn't as scary. Once I've spoken on Instagram a few times, it stopped being as scary. Once you've posted a few blog posts, it stops being as scary as it probably was to begin with. So yeah, we all experience this fear and sometimes it does manifest itself as a self-doubt. So remember, self-doubt is there to protect you from any emotional risk. So what it does want to do is to keep you safe, keep you happy, or what it thinks will make you happy. It wants to keep things simple. It doesn't want to push you anywhere. And it is important. So it definitely plays a role in our lives. And we definitely need a level of it. But the key is, of course, to recognise it and make sure it doesn't stop you from doing things that you actually do really want to be doing in your life. Being kind to ourselves and just dig a little bit deeper and decide what what can be done to actually to move forward. So working with self-doubt is really important so we can move away from it. It can have a very strong grip on us sometimes, not letting us move forward with our goals and vision in life. And just don't trust people who promise to teach you how to ditch self-doubt forever. It's not possible because it's wired into who we are as humans. But we can definitely work with it and learn how to unravel layers of it so we can live a more fulfilled life. Sometimes you might need external help. So it could be a therapist, could be a life coach, could be just a friend. Sometimes you can do it yourself. It just depends on the situation, of course. But a few useful exercises that can actually help you to move forward to. One is called the brain dump exercise. (laughs) So what you do is write everything out and then debunk it. So what I mean by that is write all those self-doubt messages that pop up on a bit of paper. Yeah, so for example, if you do want to launch a podcast, uh, maybe your self-doubt tells you that you don't have a good voice or you can't talk fluently or they have nothing to say. Write those things out and then debunk them. So try to change them for those healthy beliefs. So it doesn't need to be a dramatic jump, but that tangible things that are true. For example, if you keep telling yourself that you can't start a podcast because you have nothing to say. Well, actually, when you have conversations with your friends, you have things to say. Maybe when you write a blog post or Instagram post or email to somebody, You definitely have things to say. So actually, the self-belief is not true, is it? That's when self-doubt is trying to protect you from launching a podcast because it might feel like a scary thing to do. So it's really useful to kind of go through those self-beliefs and work your way through them. So next time that thought pops into your head, it's easier to stop it. Because actually, the first step of working with self-doubt is to recognise it, to notice it when that happens. Because once you start doing that, you can move forward from it as well. And then after that, so once you kind of wrote them all out, you wrote an alternative to them. By alternative, I mean the actual truth, what is actually happening. Next thing is to do is try try to take some small, very manageable steps. So those tiny risks, so you can update those beliefs about yourself. Yeah, so for example, if you keep telling yourself that you have nothing to say, that's why you can't start a podcast, maybe your first step could be actually write an outline for an episode. Or even just maybe write a two paragraphs about what would your future podcast would be about. Or maybe you could write out 10 different topics that you could discuss in your podcast. 
and start there. Yeah, so there are little tiny manageable risks that you can do that'll make it easy in the future. Or again, going back to podcast episode, maybe you, maybe your friend has a podcast and you could be a guest on that podcast too. When somebody interviews you, so it's easier to bounce ideas back as well. Good questions to ask yourself. Um, and actually, all of these questions are in one of the worksheets that I have created, which I will I will add a link in show notes as well, so you can download it if you want to work through that as well. But yeah, so the good questions to ask yourselves are, how does self-doubt look like in my life? Yeah, so what does it stop you from doing? Do you freeze? Do you fight? Do you flight? <laughs> do you fawn? How does that manifest itself? Um, in what ways do you find destructions in relationships, drama, pointless activities as a way to distract yourself from yourself? So an example would be if I have something uncomfortable that I need to be doing or not necessarily even uncomfortable, something new, something that I'm not sure about. I can definitely find myself in YouTube for hours <laughs> just watching it on end instead of actually recognising that, yes, I'm scared of this new project. I'm thinking about how can I break it down to small, smaller steps? How can I support myself better? My kind of de- default mechanism is just to hide. And I hide by doing something very mindless. Like again, watching YouTube or scrolling social media. Or for some of us, it could be actually like house chores as well. Cleaning everything <laughs> or doing your washing instead of doing the task that you may be scared of. Now the question is, in what ways I live a life I don't love because I'm worried about what people will think? That's a very powerful one. So actually being very honest with yourself there and thinking, what are the things I would love to be doing, but I think that people will judge me or they will stop me from doing it? Because quite often that is not true and that is all in our heads. Our next question is, what are the worst things that can happen if my self-doubt is correct? And then how will I deal with this? That is really useful and that's what the one that I use quite often as well. So if I feel myself kind of spanning into that very negative space, the, a lot of self-doubt keeps coming up, I'm really scared of doing something. I go through all the scenarios in my head and think, how will I deal with that? Like actually what ends up happening is that I recognise that I can deal with any scenario. Yeah, it might not be pleasant, might not be my favourite thing to do, but I can definitely deal with that. And that helps to release that grip of self-doubt on me. And then the final question is actually, what would I do with my free time if I didn't have to work? How can I bring more of it into my life now? So this is a very good one to kind of dream about. It's actually really helpful before you answer these questions as well. Sit down, breathe for a little bit, kind of come back to yourself. Ideally be in a quiet space. Maybe it can be outside somewhere where there's not a lot of distractions. Really, really look into yourself and think, actually, what are those things that I would love to do, but I just don't allow myself to do and then how can I bring maybe just a little bit of it into my life right now example for my from like my life would be is I mean in my ideal scenario (laughs) I would love to live somewhere in the countryside one day close to mountains close to lakes so I could go swimming and climb mountains all the time Uh, but obviously I live in Camden in London (laughs) very busy part of London right now so Definitely does not look like this at all. But what I do instead, actually, my way of bringing that kind of ideal life into my life right now is that I do try to go on a long walk a few times a week. So I have a few parks around me, like Regent's Park, for example. So I, I make an effort to go for maybe an hour, maybe two hour walk around Regent's Park just to bring just a little bit of nature into my life. 
And that really helps because actually what I feel like I'm moving forward. I'm doing something that I really enjoy. So yeah, hopefully that was helpful to you. As I said in the show notes, you can download a worksheet that I have put together for my newsletter subscribers that will really help you to unravel a bit of a self-doubt as well. So you can really see what is hiding behind it and actually, more importantly, what can you do to move forward, to start working with it, to try to overcome it as well. Hope you have a good day. Thank you so much for listening and I'll chat to you all soon. Thank you so much for listening. It would mean a world to me if you rate this podcast. If you're using an Apple podcast app, all you need to do is just scroll a bit down and hit those five stars. Also, don't forget to subscribe. That way you will not miss future episodes. And if you have any questions or maybe you have topic suggestions or maybe you would like to be a guest on this podcast, feel free to get in touch through my Instagram or email and my my account will be linked in the show notes. And of course, if you're interested in working with me, all information is on my website.